people, and welcome once again aboard the USS Henson and to Rise and Shine, your unofficial Star Trek Enterprise podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and joining me, as always, on the bridge is my number one, Michaela. Hello. Now, if you'd like to know a little bit more about us and our history with the Star Trek franchise, we invite you to go back and check out episode zero. Indeed, you can find all our previous episodes over at anchor.fm, Apple Broadcast, Pocket Cast, Google, all the usual spots you'll find us there. And if you have any comments, questions, or feedback for the show, drop us a line over at Riser and Shine on Facebook, or send us an email to riserandshinepodcast at gmail.com. All right, now it's time to take your stations as we get into our discussion of Enterprise Season 1, Episode 10, Fortunate Son. So, last week's episode 9, um, Civilization, kind of, it was a okay. It was, it was okay. Very was middling, very pedestrian. Both, yeah. Cool to kind of see um, a bit of this first contact prime directive sort of scenario pop up. And we got to see a little bit more action from Archer with the yeah. phaser and with his moves on yeah. the young um, Rian, the um, Akali um, pharmacist apothecary. So, they were the sort of the highlights of that episode. But it was end of the day it was fairly pedestrian fairly plain episode mm. so we were last week we were dying for some sort of action some sort of hook that will lead us through the rest of the season and going forward you know since Broken Bow we had the um, Suliban we had Klingons so you know we were thinking they surely are gonna you know pop up again and kind of give us something to really hook us and to keep pulling us through to the end of the season and going forward and the episode, episode Fortunate Son sounded promising, you know. Um, a ship gets attacked out of nowhere. And uh, we were thinking, okay, and then when the Enterprise crew go to help them, the crew of this ship called the Fortunate aren't exactly what they seem. So we were very, very excited and um, really built up for this. I'm thinking it can't really... It's got to improve after episode nine, right? Mm. And, of course, it didn't It really didn't do it, that much. <laughs> this, is, this is... I thought... It... No, I didn't think it was... As worse as episode was it six? I don't know. Yeah, six or seven. I don't think it's as worse as bad as those episodes. Might be the eight, 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 yeah. Um, but again, it was an episode where it was a mission of the week. Which I liked it less than episode eight. To be honest. Oh no, I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that no. bad to be honest. Um, episode, it was okay. I mean, again, it was mission of the week, which we don't mind. Um, they could be the fun ones that kind of happen they all um the story is beginning and middle and end in one 40 you know plus minute episode everything's tied up neatly people learn a lesson and we off to the next adventure they can be great in fact and you can learn a lot about the characters through those episodes but we've had 10 of them now basically apart from broken bow which hinted at something bigger the last nine have not really again taking us or introduce us to anything that suggests trouble on the horizon for the Enterprise. Um, right now, yeah, we're just casually cruising, warping from star chart to star yeah, chart, planet to planet, star cluster to star cluster, and yeah, kind of arbitrarily bumping into situations that happen, getting involved and solving them and moving on. Nothing really to cause concern to have the ship worried about something. Something that happens where the next episode we literally cannot wait to see the aftermath of what happened before. Mm. There's nothing that's really not happening. I mean, there were kind of some interesting things in this episode. There's nothing we haven't seen before in any other Star Trek series. In regards to Mission of the Week, it pretty much ticked all the standard boxes of what's going to happen. Um, we introduced to the Nausicans, which I've, I think we've seen before in other Star Trek, yeah. from, from right? Yeah. So, um, basically, the Enterprise, they come across a ship, a freighter ship called the Fortunate, which is almost a bit like the, um, was it the, the way that, was it the Weilani? The, the way, the Weiluani Corporation in um, Alien franchise, where they're basically um, a union kind of crew that go around carrying freight. I guess they're mining, picking up stuff, trading here and there, and they use this freight as they go around the galaxy. Um, I guess as they probably return to Earth every so often to drop off and collect their money. So they're kind of this sort of working class, blue collar freight ship that goes around the galaxy doing their thing, but they end, they basically run up, run into 
these Nausicans, which are essentially pirates, pirates I guess, yeah. yeah. That every so often they attack them. So it's just kind of the circle of life. You guys are freighters and these guys are pirates. So you carry your stuff and these Nausicans come yeah. and attack them every so often to kind of raid them and take their stuff and kind of move on. Like the, like the, the setting has changed, but the same, yeah, so same thing happens. Yeah. Pirates in the sky in space, yeah, essentially, exactly. this, this situation. Um, so one of the um, uh, one of the people from the fortune, I guess they sent off a message of um, a desperate message, a plea for help to Starfleet. Um, and we were saying last week as well, actually, that it would be nice if to cause a bit of um, drama in the episode where the Enterprise is kind of doing their thing, and then you know an admiral kind of gets involved and suddenly says, "No, no, you're not doing that. You need to go over here." And that's exactly what, <laughs> what happened, happened yes. in this episode. So again, they've been listening to our listen to us as we've been speaking <laughs> and that's normally a good thing right so it's the kind of the inciting incident that takes our our heroes from their path and turns them off you know sends yeah. them off on an adventure to go to do something else it's just a shame that this particular adventure was eh, nothing much really happened but basically the fortunate um, freighter ship gets attacked they've had enough so basically you know they're seamen essentially for want of a better word and they kind of look after their own things you know, if they get come under attack, they defend themselves, and they have their own sort of rules on board the ship. I think it's a Y-class freighter ship, so it's like maximum warp is 1.8, so it's not the fastest thing, but it's big. They got shields, they got half decent weapons, and they're very experienced. So they can hold their own, and I think for them mainly, they have to deal with the Norsican. So for generations, they've been kind of back and forthing with them. So by now, they kind of know what to expect and how to deal with them. And it turns out that when the Enterprise crew arrive on the ship, the captain, he was injured in the latest attack. And um, his first officer, which is a guy called Ryan, played by... Who plays Ryan? Um, let's have a look here. Google will tell us. Uh, it's um, Lawrence Monison. I think it's Lawrence Monison. his name is. He plays the first officer, Ryan, and he doesn't actually want Enterprise crew to be there because he has something in his hold that he doesn't want them to see and it isn't some latinum yeah. or some sort of interesting freight that they've got hidden there some dilithium crystals or something it's um a norsican they've got a hostage hostage norsican who they're holding hostage because i think he's just basically had enough he's tired of this sort of fighting and Boy. running away and bullying yeah. by them they've lost people obviously along the way and he's tired of that so he's got a Norsican that he's holding hostage and I assume he either wants to the next time he fights he's going to use them as leverage or he'll threaten to kill them and they'll back off or he'll mm. just go into a fight and maybe do a, a last man stand and you know go down in a blaze of glory especially while the captain's sort of inca incapacitated at that point in time um, so initially like he, he refuses because of this he refuses the help that uh, yeah, he, Archer um, offers and uh, then they insist, um, Flocks insists and say, look, I'm a physician, I can help your captain. Um, and then that's how they basically said that. And then once they, uh, he assesses the situation, the health of the captain is going to, Flocks tells uh, Ryan that it might take him two to three days to recover from his injuries. Yeah. So Archer says to him, look, we um, we're here. Use us. Yeah, you well, know? we're here. Like, so make use of us. We can upgrade the ship, fix, uh, make some repairs, upgrade your weapons. Yeah. Um, because being a, a freighter, white class ship, they don't have the state of the art yeah. um, armory. Yeah. You know, it's just enough to take out meteors and just kind of you know defend themselves mm. while they make a um, lay a course to run away or some fly away or warp away. But yeah, it's not exactly built for combat or conflict. So eventually, I think he kind reluctantly, of uh, yeah, he reluctantly accents. agrees, and um, he comes over to check out um, the Enterprise, and he strikes up a friendship with Mayweather. Yes, because um, Mayweather grew up on, he was born and uh, on a freighter, yeah, on one called the Horizon. With his, so he's born and raised in space. He's a boomer, what they call a space boomer, and um, so they strike up, they strike up a sort of a relationship and an understanding yeah. between the two of them. Um, and Boomer kind of gets where he's coming from in yeah. regards to that way of life, living on a freighter. Yeah. Um, and I think this was an episode, speaking of the crew, I think this was very much a Mayweather episode. Yes, this kind right, of was a, a Mayweather now. episode. Yeah, I think he 
he was the heart of the episode, I think. Yeah. yeah, and he was the core of it. And it, what was happening was affecting him the most. And yeah. his um, feelings and, um, and thoughts about the whole situation is important to later on in the episode, actually. Yeah. It comes in quite key. So, yeah, this is definitely a Mayweather episode. Um, interestingly as well, um, this episode was directed by LeVar Burton, of course, who plays Geordie mm. in Star Trek. Yeah. And... Recently, this is already the second episode. Yeah, right? this is he started a few episodes in Star Trek, but I think this is yeah. the second one in, Enterprise. in Enterprise. Yeah, and again, last week and a few other episodes, we've been talking about the way that the writers and the producers of the episodes kind of present exposition when they're kind of giving out bits of plot and bits of background to characters, mm-hmm. and it's usually over dinner somewhere or on the bridge, so it's kind of static in its way. Mm-hmm. But in this, there was a nice little scene between Mayweather and Ryan as Mayweather's showing him around the ship and they kind of stop and look at the transporter and they're kind of talking about it. It's a walk and talk. Yeah. It's a physically sort of um, camera movement yeah. um, shot. So the two of them are walking down the corridors, they stop and see the transporter, they have a discussion, they keep on walking, the camera follows them and they're sort of back and forth back and forth and there's a um, rapport between the two of them and an understanding and a connection and they get to the, the turbo lift and it's a bit more dynamic for just us just a watching. bit more dynamic yeah just yeah. a more interesting physical way of um, um, laying out a bit of the background of the characters and the plot and I don't know if it's because it's LeVar Burton um, just his directorial skill I don't know if it's something that was in the script but it just kind of shows someone with a little bit of flair and understanding really, yeah. of movement and energy and it's cinema otherwise it's you know it should feel like movement yeah. it should be otherwise sort of, it's theater otherwise well. it's theater yeah. right exactly just filming theater so it was nice for that and i appreciate that and i kind of made a note of that because i know that's something that i particularly have been sort of noticing but here was a chance really to get to know ryan the first officer and mayweather a little bit as well mm. And um, it was another episode that made us hungry. I love what I love food in movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. I love seeing food because um, one, just the way it looks, and two, it's important in terms of the way characters. It's usually used in a form of bonding between characters, right? Yeah. And um, in this one in particular, it made me hungry because there was a steak, yeah, <laughs> or meatloaf or something like that. Or no, he was Mayweather, him yeah, not to try the yeah. resequenced meatwo- meatloaf. Yeah, Mayweather had that, and the other they, um, guy. Had yeah, they that. have a chef on board, which is awesome on on the uh, on the Enterprise. We so. we don't, we never see him. We haven't seen the chef. Unlike yet, a safe good. Voyager, the, the, the chef is good. He's a proper chef. He's, he's not like. A, Two weeks. What's his name? Um, Neelix, is it? Neelix. Yeah. Oh no, no. Neelix is a good chef, but he's always cooking nice some rubbish. random, <laughs> random ass stuff. He's <laughs> that no one likes. But um, oh, I like Neelix. He's funny. Um, but yeah, there's a nice scene between Mayweather and Ryan, and they just kind of reminisce about life on the freighter. Mm. And I think Ryan gets to Mayweather because he. Being a freight man, he kind of sees, maybe thinks of Mayweather a little bit of a sellout in the sense that, you know, yeah. he left his family and joined Starfleet, yeah. you know. Yeah, because we, le- we learned that the freight life is really almost like, um, you know, father to son kind of yes, business. Yes, this kind of generational yeah. thing. It's very nomadic. I mean, they hardly return to yeah. Earth, you know. I guess they have yeah. stops along the way when they fill up with what they have and they return back, but it's very much a in space life yeah and you you take over when your parents are too old right to... right the family business yeah. right yeah you take over so life is very much on that freight on that ship yeah um and i think roy ryan sorry ryan yeah he wasn't he felt that yeah that mayweather you know abandoned that yeah. that kind of code and that sort of culture for starfleet and i think it got to mayweather because you know, he had a different plan for his life. He wanted to be part of Starfleet, and he felt it was the best decision that he made. And as far as he's concerned, his family supported that. But Ryan respected it. They did said, respect it. Yeah. But Ryan said, "Did they really respect that, or did they just tell you what you wanted to hear, just to make it easier for you to go?" Hmm. And Mayweather didn't really have an answer for that because he wasn't sure. You don't know, yeah. He, he's not sure. You know, as far as he was concerned, his family understood what he wanted to do. But maybe deep down they were disappointed because, like you said, that yeah. kind of life 
you're in it for life you know yeah. this is what it is this is what you do and like you said this kind of passing on from one to the other um, is very important to that kind of thing and um, later on we find out that this way of life is very territorial as well in mm. what they do um, <clears throat> they see it as wherever they are working their strip of space that's their part space, of space yeah. that's their own little universe their own little quadrant and anyone who kind of approaches that 10 light years away I think the captain said yeah. they get jumpy about it so they're very territorial and um, they do take care of their own so as far as Ryan is concerned Mayweather kind of forgot all about that and he's kind of living this life as a wandering explorer yeah. and not getting his hands dirty so to speak yeah. as a, as a yeah. freightman yeah. so that was quite interesting this kind of blue collar versus you know the scientific um, collar sort of side it, of things I think the, the whole point the the whole message behind the the whole episode it's coming down to progress versus tradition like mm. old versus new because it, it's a it's a message it's an idea that gets uh, portrayed several times throughout the the episode mm. and for example the even this this tradition of um living with all your family and taking over the business, the family business. It's a very traditional mentality that a lot on earth as well, lots of cultures have, right? But the moment um, instead the new generations, they might want want to do something. And we we I'm seeing that a lot, for example, in in Asia. Um, There is a very strong culture, especially if you have a, a, a shop, you know, you have a, maybe like a, a restaurant, like Chinese restaurant or, uh, you know, some kind of shop or some kind of business. The older generation, they always expect this, the son to take over, right? Yeah. But then... Common, uh, the other day, talking about that, yeah. we saw um, on Uncorked, wasn't it? On, yes, um, Uncorked, Netflix, yeah. Netflix, yeah. the... Um, that was exactly another yeah, good example. Yeah, another example of that. Yeah, that's a good movie, guys, so check that out. Um, but in that, it's the same kind of thing. The exactly. father, um, and this was an African-American family. Yeah, they so had a ribs place, They had right? a, a nice sort of, yeah, soul food, um, yeah. Um, barbecue kind of place, yeah. I guess. And the father was expecting the son to, t- to take over that. But he really wasn't interested at all. He wanted to be a sommelier. Yeah, Yeah. so he wanted to be a sommelier. So yeah. Shout out to Apprentice Penny, by the way, the creator of. um, Yeah, it was it was a great movie. Um, So yeah, so we and and, but you have then this new generation. He said they're like, yeah, I appreciate where I come from. I appreciate the business of my family, but Mm. I also need to follow who I am. You know, so again, so you have this thing, and then later on, um, there is two instances that I picked up on where um, there is the conversation of there's going to be much more ship coming this way. So with the conversation, there is the first one is... um, Archer is telling later on to the Nausicans. Uh, uh, the Nausicans captain. Captain. Yeah. And yeah. then he's having again the same conversation with the captain of the uh, Fortunate at the very end of the episode. And it's like, so I think it's just this idea of old versus new, things are about to change. And I'm, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is a message for us uh, people watching the show to say, hang on in there. Things are about to change, you know. Maybe in the coming episodes, other things are going to happen. That yeah, more, I'm hoping that's a subtle kind of message, subtle, you know. Subtle clue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that you picked up on that. This episode was kind of talking about, yeah, progression versus you know traditional cultures and yeah. the fact that um, sometimes we there's a kind of um, um, a guilt of. Yeah. Maybe not losing some sort of traditional things, but you feel obliged to hold on to these yeah. these things um, for whatever reason. Um, you, you, there's a, there's an importance to them normally because you're born into that kind of thing yeah. and it's drilled into you. It's not maybe something that you would naturally be drawn um, to, drawn to yeah. or associate particular investment into yeah. it. You respect what they are and why they're important, where they came from, and how they probably did shape you. But a lot of times, maybe, yeah, you, you want to go your interest, own path. Yeah. yeah, you don't really have an interest in that. It's a part of you somewhere, but it's also not something that's going to hinder you from maybe yeah. trying other things. So, yeah, that was a really interesting point that you picked up on. And in this episode, like you said, when Archer was speaking to the Norsk and Captain, who, um, you normally, it's like um, uh, when the Enterprise or someone from Starfleet meets another race that this new to them in some way, or there's always this kind of... Um, 
this dick measuring contest, so to speak, between yeah. shields and weapons and yeah. who's got what. Um, and once, I think the scan was done by Reed of the Norsican ship, and he's like, you know, their shields yeah. won't hold against just a couple of our yeah. torpedoes. You're right when, you know, Archer says, um, you know, this is an, an NX-class ship, and you, you better get used to seeing them. That yeah. was a really good point that, you know, things are changing, and this essentially is the Federation's first big sort of... Um, statement. Or big statement big and big sort of um, project, project, you know, yeah. um, other than what the Vulcans have been yeah. doing. Because whereas the Vulcans may be are slightly ahead, but they're looking at things, observing things from, from the outside. a little bit of a distance, right? Yeah. They don't really let themselves be known to other races so yeah. much. They'll do as much as possible because they've got better technology yeah. from afar. And maybe a lot of species that they come across don't even know the Vulcans have yeah, been watching them. Yeah, because we need to remember... But humans, they let... They announce themselves. Yeah, because yeah. you need to remember two points. That the the purpose of the Enterprise is to do an accurate mapping of the systems, right? And the stars and um, and the, the quadrant, etc., etc. Because obviously right now all they have is the maps of the uh, Vulcans. Yeah, they're primarily using the Vulcan right? star charts. So they're using those charts, but they're in truth now they're drawing their own charts. You know, uh, starting with the guidance of the Vulcan cha Vulcan's charts. Yeah. But they're really doing their own. So they're and and their charts are going to be much more detailed, right? Because the experience is different. Humans are going to be looking for different things, etc. Et and there's that curiosity of humans. Exactly. That so that's don't one share point. This sort of curiosity point like number that. two. This is pre uh, Federation Union Federation of Planets, right? So, um, the United the United Federation, Federation that's the one, United Federation of Planets. So, everyone is just like independent systems, independent planet. There's nothing. So, I think in um, maybe Starfleet they do have. That's is not clear right now, but we know because we know that the canon of the uh, of Star Trek. We know that that eventually that's going to happen later on. So mm. perhaps they they haven't made it known, but that's also the purpose to find out, to create alliances, and you know, improve trade. That obviously that's I would assume where else yeah. beside discovering other life. Mm. Uh, after that, the next step is to find friends and see who the enemy are, enemies yeah. are, right? So that's the... It, it's always um, an alliance-first approach, yeah. right, that the yeah. Federation takes. So, yeah, the, their whole thing is about exploration, mapping and charting, like yeah. you said, um, especially because we've seen in a few episodes there are certain things that Vulcans aren't interested in and they yeah. wouldn't have charted them on their maps yeah. whereas that human curiosity they love to kind of yeah. see every little detail and what interests so, them yeah. they, they go so go all this it. will create change it's a bit like if you think you know uh, during the renaissance when when the Spanish and the Portuguese they started to explore the seas and they started proper to you know you had Magellan um, and then a whole lot of other people that they started to really map the seas and, and the lands and the islands and everything so that you had a, like a better more accurate um, topography of, mm. of the world right but what that led that led to development in terms of trade the discoveries of you know the americas um discoveries of a lot of other things that um, then led into development of history events etc etc so it brought change right just by simple charting down the territory mm. and i think in a way here we're doing we're living the same thing right Right, they're just exploring the charting, but with that, it's gonna bring change, and that's what I think this episode is about. Yeah, and it's maybe so, like we saw last week's episode where um, in Civilization, mm. where they were on that pre industrial planet, um, the Akali planet, yeah. and um, the whole episode was this mystery about what was causing a, a plague down there, and it mm. turns out to be. Um, the toxic compound um, of um, the reactor of a reactor yeah. where there was this drill, um, and the other race was uh, mining it for explosives, this uh, mineral 
um, of iridium, I think it was, and isotopes, they, which they yeah. would use in explosives. And then when Archer find, discovers it, it's um, aliens that are using it, and they're using a tractor beam to take that technology away, yeah. and the Enterprise has still got this grappling hook. So yeah. like you said, the more that they're advancing and exploring and discovering these things, the more it's showing them how far behind they are in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Um, well, in many ways. In many ways. From, let alone the Vulcans, other races that they've met yeah. seem to have um, quite decent armory and, um, and defensive weapons, mm. warp technology, um, tractor beams, and that sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, you're right. I kind of like there is this um, hint towards progression, mm. change, and the importance of it. There are some cultural things that still make uh, that influence the decisions that they make. Um, especially from a human and personal level as well, but ultimately the point is to use them to um, as a way to force change or yeah. to inspire sort of change and adaptation, like you said. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. So once they discover that the um, the fortunate has this Norsican on, on on the ship that they're holding hostage, um, Archer tries to essentially broker. Um, a peace deal between them all because essentially Ryan kind of wants to defend himself and defend his ship and defend the honour basically his ego is getting in the way yeah. he kind of wants to defend the honour of, of, of his ship and of the freight life essentially um, again because he's kind of tired of these constant raids and attacks um, and Archer tries to kind of broker a peace and tries to explain to him that, you know, you've kind of got to just give up this guy and just go about your business and go on your way. Oh, yeah, sorry. Because this, uh, this is at uh, what point when they, when they discover that they have the... Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. Where, when they discover that they have a Norsecum, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think Topol discovers the bioscience of, of the Norsecum prisoner, mm. who they've tortured, by the way, because they kind of wanted to get the Some code. shield, yeah, yeah, sequencing codes on the, for the shields for the Norsecum ship. Which turned out to be fake, <laughs> um, yeah, to be a, a live force, of course. Um, but Ryan's ego kind of gets in the way of that. And when they come across a Norsican ship, they go to attack, but they realise that the shields are uh, won't come down because they've been told false information, fake, yeah. new, fake news about those codes. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're sitting ducks, pretty much. And that's when um, Archer comes in with the Enterprise yeah. and he tries to break but this peace deal. But be sorry, before that happens, you have the case where um, Archer demands to see the Nosikin, so he, he goes with a couple of people uh, down, and they and they take him in one of the uh, storage areas where they were keeping this uh, this other guy, and then they basically block them in and they release the section of that oh, yeah. storage. Yeah. Yeah, Brian kind of um, yeah tricks and him, and so. you made and you made an, an an interesting comment there when we were watching, because um, they sent the shuttle to pick up the, the people right there the crew that was basically stranded off. You oh know, yes, the, yeah, they sent a pod to pick up um, Archer and the crew. Yeah, who'd gone down to see. Yeah, and, this and you said that they could have just teleported them, right? Yeah, they're still avoiding they're using really the transporter. They using the pod. So, to go everywhere to go down to the planet yeah. instead of beaming down um, to take to rescue people or to come and grab people they yeah. don't really beam them unless it's a real real emergency they always use a yeah. pod that's quite interesting and even, even Mayweather no one said trusts the haven't. transporter <laughs> yeah even Mayweather said that when he was talking to Ryan when to he Ryan him when around, he showed him around the ship yeah like, oh, I, haven't, I haven't tried it yet you know but yeah so so that happens and the, the the crew gets back to the to the enterprise. Which sorry, which brings up your point again about progression, progression and, and change. Yes. Like people are still fearing this technology of yeah. the transporter, even though it would save them a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and and worries, but they're and still effort, using yeah. the traditional quote yeah. unquote pods to travel and to move between different spaces. Yeah. Yeah. So once once they're there, they basically lost at that point because the the fortunate uh, run off. So they lost a uh, uh, trace of them, and they tried to to chase them. Basically, at the same, they couldn't save the crew, and also chase after the fortunate. So they had to let the fortunate go and and hope to find them later. Yeah. So they they start this chase, and and uh, eventually they find some signs of uh, um, some firing. I oh think, yeah, I think happening. they were they using the walk trail or something to yeah to to find them. I think they. 
uh, using that yeah as a as a as a breadcrumb to kind of find out where yeah. they where they'd gone to. Yeah. And, we, and we discovered that basically the fortunate uh, once they obtain these codes, they um, there is a, there is another Nazican ship that comes along, so they start chasing them and they start shooting. Um, yeah, they follow those. So yeah, yeah. They, they warp out of there. They find the the Nauticans and they begin to attack. But obviously, yeah. they were given the fake shield frequencies. Yeah. So. But then they discover that awesome um, asteroid was actually the home base yeah. of the Nauticans, where they hide yeah. all their, I guess their um, the, the stash, the booty, the stash yeah. that they um, <laughs> that they that they pirate and raid from. So that was pretty cool. They're almost a bit. They look like. The predators, the predator from the movie, they kind of got this Viking feel about them as well, yeah, with right? Little Tuscan raiders, maybe yeah. from Star Wars. Um, yeah, so that was quite cool. I quite like that they used, they created a, um, um, asteroid a base, in, base inside the inside the asteroid. It's like a cove. They literally like the kind of cove yes. that you would have uh, uh, back in the day with sea pirates. Mm. And where they would be their hideout, and these guys though are in space, therefore it makes sense to have an asteroid. Mm. Yeah, well, it was quite quite fun. So basically, they have this exchange, and they worse off. The, the fortunate yes. is not able to uh, uh, to do anything. Not so. anything about it. And his first officer, which is a guy called I think his name is Sean um, or Shaw, played by Kieran Shaw, Mul yeah. Mulrooney. He is um, he's not too keen to. He's kind of one that wants to kind of progress or you know like say no or, or just give up this guy or kind of like you know let's just sort this out in the most sort of cordial way as possible yeah but um ryan is not having it he's still sort of amped up and and sort of like we've got the hostage we have an advantage still let's kind of try and take these guys on yeah. Um, which is not a good idea because they do have weapons. And there's three not, of them against one. And this is three ships this time, exactly. Yeah. So normally it's one ship that they're dealing with and they can handle it, but now mm. they have three and they're outgunned, basically. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, <coughs> excuse me, so that that was interesting to kind of see that he was still hanging on to, no, um, I'm going to make a stand here. And essentially he was like, if we if we die, we die, basically. Yeah. He, was, he really thought that... We're going to make a stand here. This is the hill we're going to die on. Um, and I think that's when Mayweather... Cause, and at this point, this is when Archer trying to broker some kind of peace and a solution between everybody, and he's not getting through to it. <clears throat> but Archer... I think Mayweather takes over, and he's like... Um, because he kind of had that connection with Ryan. Yeah. He, also he because he, he, he understands where he comes from. Where, where, and he understands he understands uh, what words to use, uh, what kind of reasoning is going to get him to actually reason, right? Yeah. Um, so so he, he goes off into a negotiation and... A, he knows what heartstrings to, yeah, to, to, to tug pull, on yeah, and yeah. kind of get to, get to him um, emotionally and on a personal level. Right? Yeah. He understands what he's going through and why he feels he needs to to fight yeah. and stand in this situation when he really should walk away. Yeah. But yeah, he gets and so, it. And so Ryan, Ryan keeps saying that, oh, I'm tired of this situation. We have to, you know, we have to stand up to these bullies and et cetera, et cetera. And um, I'm doing it for everybody. I'm doing it for, you know, the whole kind yeah, of sector where... That's when, what he tells himself. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, he's like, you know, I'm... Because I think Mayweather reminds him of his family and the you know, the horizon, and he was yeah. saying, you know, if you kill this Norskin guy, you know, what does that mean for other freighters in the future when they yeah. come and run up against them? Yeah. You know, they're not gonna. It won't be a friendly exchange. Or it won't just be a kind of cat and mouse thing where they we try and do our thing. What we always do, they're gonna immediately blow people out of the sky, you know, without hesitation. Yeah. Because of your actions now, so you're. I it think will you're, have you're kidding, later. Yeah. You're kidding yourself if you think this is about. Yeah the freight and your crew it's revenge it's you it's yeah. your ego it's your you know you have the issue right yeah this is kind of your I understand where you're coming from but it's an anger and a revenge thing as opposed yeah. to an, an, an honour thing or making a stand yeah. it's not about oh what's the greater for the greater good that's why I told him so you think this is you're doing this for the greater good you're not yeah exactly you're going to be responsible just jeopardizing for the your future death and the crew of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And jeopardizing the, the the future of other freight. Freight crews in the yeah. future, you're exactly um, going to put them in danger. So, eventually, Ryan sort of caves in. He understands, you know, what Mayweather's talking about, and he yeah. realizes that 
he's in the wrong essentially and yeah he's probably going to be doing more damage than good if he doesn't just give this guy up because the Nausicans they're not so interested in that freight at that point or what they have they just want their man back yeah right? yeah they kind of got whatever it is that they've got from them from before or whatever and they just want their man back so eventually Ryan sees reason yeah and he and um um, let's releases, let, let's yeah, the hostage, go. yeah. Yeah. And then we have the final sort of scene where... Yeah, with the... Cap- so, yeah, the Captain... Yeah. Captain um, Keen. Keen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Captain Keen is played by um, Charles... Lucia yeah, or Lucia. Lucia. Or Lucia. Depends how yeah. you pronounce it, what language. Depends where you're from, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> how you pronounce it. So, yeah, he was injured in the initial attack by the Norsegans at the top of the episode so he was kind of out of it in sickbay mm. and that's why Ryan took over and became the number one yeah um, so yeah the, f- the episode ends up basically with the Archer and King having this conversation mm. um, and like you said it kind of they're kind of talking about freight of life and what they go through and what life is like for them at this point in time and he kind of understands where Archer's coming from in regards to What's life like beyond where freighter, where yeah. the freighter space Your is? Your little angle of yeah. the universe. Yeah. Yeah, the bigger sort of picture and, and yeah. the scope of it, and that's where he has that interesting line where he's Captain King says basically, freighters have their little bubble that they're in, yeah. where they live in, and they're good at what they do. They've been doing it for generations, and they are great pilots of the sky. They really are experienced, but that's all their into that's all they're kind of interested in they're not really explorers they're not too concerned about going outside of their space mm. they get what they have to get they do what they have to do and that's it yeah so um, but he wasn't too pleased with Ryan's actions yeah. as first and, uh, as I expected I, I said that earlier on into the into the episodes um, I was I was watching and I was thinking Ryan made you're gonna be demoted <laughs> because here there is no you don't have the kind of uh, military or like setup like you would have in Starfleet where you have an investigation and this and the other this yeah. is the freight is like a there's no judge, judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's like judge uh, jury and executioner right yeah. so they take care of their own as they can yeah that's a common so sort of theme throughout misbehaving the, throughout this episode you yeah pay uh, immediately, you know, your, the price. But at the same time, um, um, so when, when Keane says that he's going to be demoting um, uh, Ryan, then Archer said, look, if you want him, I can take him back to Earth. And and then he said, no, because otherwise I'm losing a crewman, right? Um, so I will use it. It will just do some really low-key uh, things that will humble his spirit. Yeah, it was re- re- reduces him to able crewman, yeah. which is essentially the lowest rung of the ship sort Just, of ladder. So he'll be yeah. washing the floors and washing the floors toilets. and cleaning out tubes and sort of yeah. pipes and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, they both basically agree that although they understood Ryan's um, haste and um, reflex to exact revenge, um, it wasn't the right thing to do, and it could have got everyone killed if it wasn't for Enterprise being there to kind of see reason and broker some sort of peace um, and at the same time Ryan as well I think he sorry um, Captain Keen he realised kind of how things are changing and I think by the end of the episode he kind of agreed to upgrade the warp the ship drive, yeah. the install not upgrade install it install it yeah yeah because they don't have it no they have warp but it's only 1.8 yeah that's how much oh, yeah, it goes yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I think right, yeah. he's going to upgrade it so they can yeah. Um, improve their warp and explore yeah. other places a bit further than the stretch of space that they tend yeah. to stake their claim on, um, which is something. It almost that reminds me of like uh, you know back in the Wild West where you had uh, those these kind of guys that were just going back and forth the same mm. lane, you know, and will take x amount of months yeah, to they deliver. Have, they have their piece of land, they farm it and do whatever. Yeah. They collect, they reap that harvest, they go off yeah, somewhere, go off sell it and, and come, come back. back. Yeah, so and that's just thing, life. Like settler style. Yeah, settler style, that's just life, just how they do it. And yeah, it's very similar to these kind of freighter guys, but like you said in this episode, they see an, another way or a different way or they they're alerted to how this way of life they can still do it, but you're going to have to change 
yeah, yeah. there's going to have to be some sort of changes because it seemed that in terms of the back and forth between the Norsicans and these guys the Norsicans had better technology better weaponry um, better ships and what have so it seemed like they had been sort of upgrading in what they do but the, the human side the fortunate they hadn't done the same sort of thing so mm. yeah by the end of this episode he realised that if we're going to want to keep doing this thing and we're going to come up against Norsicans or worse probably in the future we need to make some changes yeah um, and it kind of ended yeah ended on a ended on a a fairly un- understanding note and yeah. um, a compromise um, so yeah that was that was um, episode 10 um, Fortunate Son not a bad episode didn't have not a good one either. Not a good one. Didn't have the promise and excitement that I was hoping for, considering what we were coming off from before. And um, we still are looking for that thing, that one thing that's really gonna pull us in and draw yeah. us in and like, okay. Ignite the ignite something. Make us watch, you know, passion. two, three, four yeah. you know, binge in a few of them in a row because yeah. we're kind of hooked on as opposed to going one here and there and recording a show for you guys. We want that episode that pulls us in where we miss recording a show because we're so into it right yeah or we're late delivering a room or planning a show because we've been, we're behind because we've been binging like two three four five of them so we still haven't got that episode that's locked us in yet this episode in terms of just the directing for me i thought it was a lot better um mm. lavar burton again and written by james duff um so yeah i think we can give it a rating now yeah on this on our show we have a one to five pips rating uh, going from ensign lieutenant commander captain and admiral so for this episode, Fortunate Son, episode 10, what would you give it? Um, I probably a two, but I'm being generous. Ooh, two pips. Lieutenant. Yeah. Well, Porthos was back. Porthos was back. He was the, one of the first things we see I, after I've the opening. Added, so I've added, uh, to be honest, at the beginning Porthos of this podcast, uh, the beginning of the episode, I, was, I had set my mind on one. Wow. Yeah. And uh, but Gosh. then after the conversation and the exploring, uh, exchanging our thoughts of the episodes, it kind of made me go to one point five. So I'll be generous to go to two. Yeah, because we don't do the point yeah. five, or we don't have a point system here. So, so. I'm of the generous. So it just got yeah, two pips scraped in. So this really is worse for you then. Yeah. Oof. I I give it two pips. I'll give it like a two solid, solid two, two, comfortable two pips. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing I'll less. I'll tell you one thing that really disappointed me that came, I don't know if you noticed this, but um, for me, it just, I don't know. Okay, so this, this is a, the fact that Archer didn't know the, the Nausicaan. How can you be a captain and I've gone to Starfleet yes. where you're supposed to be prepared for space? And you don't know about the Nausicans because they're obviously very well known. Because if you talk to, uh, like when when Keen was talking about uh, on the final conversation, and he was telling um, uh, Archer that oh, he's a third generation captain on that on that ship. So again, third generation, at least seventy five years on you know of of space exploring and freight uh not exploring sorry but being on space um, yeah um, uh, freight, uh, freight, freight work, right? yeah, freight okay so um immediately when they were mentioned by um at the beginning of the episode where mm. they got attacked and they mention it and mayweather says oh they're pirates yeah he so he knows he, he, he understood he's so my so my expectation would be that someone that goes to Starfleet, if there is a species that is known to humans, there has to be a database. There has to be. You can't send someone out in space and not give them the known species of, uh, you know, of aliens yeah, or, or other like people. Yeah, right. That, that it's one. like it's like if if you're an anthropologist or if you're a zoologist or something like this and you go to a specific area to research as you discover new species right new you must you know them. what yeah. you have so you what you have already you you must know what are okay i'm going to i don't know canada and in canada i'm gonna find this kind of animals this kind of species that maybe i won't find in australia 
you know so you need to have a database already of existing so they're exploding exploring a quadrant i understand a lot of worlds haven't been explored etc but if these people are known to freight people how can they not be known to starfleet that, that for me unless that, we miss something but yeah yeah, so, yeah it's um he seems to be a little bit um a bit clueless about yeah um, but then I don't know maybe maybe I think when they researched it it's obviously must be in their, their database right when they start looking into it he on the computer but day. he didn't know <laughs> it off offhand yeah but yeah um, it's weird like that sometimes yeah sometimes they, yeah, they just. Because this is not, not like a, a new planet, right? It's not like the previous episode where there is a new civilization and new people that they have not been, um, I don't know, in contact with. Then no one has ever heard of them. Uh, that sort of thing, I, right? Doesn't in the beginning of the episode doesn't the admiral wake him up to tell him that? Yeah, oh, you know, you're not being attacked. You have to divert your current mission to go yeah. and protect the. So he yeah, could have said that they're being attacked by so and so, or maybe they didn't know actually because all they knew was like uh, we received fair enough, we received just the uh, distress call, etc. But the point is, the fact that he actually asked them, you know, who are they? Yeah, and you know, mm. he should automatically know, and that for me was kind of disappointing. Um, the yeah, I didn't even notice that, yeah, but. Now you, now you bring it up unless we miss something let us know but yeah it was I guess it's the first time those we haven't missed anything it's the first time they come into play this, it, this at least in this species. enterprise yeah. yeah so yeah that's odd maybe when they were writing it so because like we said this is a Mayweather I guess yeah episode or at least he's the heart of it and his he is a, a, an important part of the the change yeah. that Ryan has later on to kind of give up the guy so maybe and him being the boomer who knows all about it they just yeah. left him to kind of but at the same time there could have been some kind of different dialogue at the beginning when they said uh, maybe you know uh, Archer could have said oh the pirates to know that he knew about them and and uh, Mayweather could have said oh yeah we had a few encounters with them Mm. when I was, you know, etc, etc. So there could have been like a slightly different dialogue to establish that, okay, the captain knows, at least is aware of the existence, but he had no clue Completely. at all. Yeah, which weird. is really weird. Mm. It's really, really weird. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, unless we miss something, let us know. But yeah, it was just one of those moments again where um, one of the core characters doesn't really know off I guess it probably made me maybe they don't know everything offhand but yeah if it's a common species that they come up against especially like you said yeah. for freight for human freighters this is this it's a generational is, thing that those yeah. these two fractions have been going at each other it would definitely be something that's you would know not only recorded on um, the, the, the databases of um, Federation but something that you would know growing up in Starfleet maybe that yeah so there's Norsecans yeah if you you know yeah. they're pirates or whatever but yeah I don't know again maybe I don't know we'll, we might see more of them later on in the series and get mm. to know them a bit more but as of now yeah it's uh, at least we get to see someone different but yeah I don't think they're going to be around later on I don't think they're going to be a, a big bad for us to worry about mm. the Norsecans so far, I think the Sudaban and the Klingons have been more sort of a threat than anything else that we've seen so far. So I doubt if we're going to see them again, um, but we will see. Um, so two pips for you. Yeah. And yeah, two. Yeah, it's a generous two pips for you. That was yeah. a, a struggle. Yeah. But I gave it a solid two pips. No questions. It was okay. Um, yep. Still waiting for more from this series, basically. So. Please give us something in the next episode. I just don't like also the, uh, uh, you know, like I was saying, for me, like, like I always say, anytime there is off the ship in general, when they are off to some world, that's uh, a little bit more That's a little bit immediately for me, they get extra points. But in this particular one, because you're going ship to ship. Yeah, it was and, quite. Um, and it, the, like, the light it was very somber, very boring. And I told you a couple of times, oh gosh, I'm falling asleep. Yeah, it's very interior based. Yeah, it was very. It was a bit of a struggle for me to follow the story. I had to concentrate. Yeah, a bit more. So that's why. Interior based. Okay. But but after our consideration, A is an improvement. I gave them a two. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, there was because yeah. there are certain points like we were talking about the progress and the themes of yeah progress themes, and change yeah, and the future and tradition that was all quite interesting. So, so um, and revenge and mm. honor and, and the, thine, the thin line between those kind of things. So yeah, there were some interesting things to touch on, but otherwise it was yeah, yeah it's okay. Episode MVP. Vanilla. Episode MVP. I would say Mayweather and yeah. Anthony Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, he was it was good. It was nice to see him doing a bit more than usual than just kind of um, piloting the ship. He, and also yeah, emotional a, stakes yeah. in this was quite good. He also had a, he, he kind of uh, we saw him have a bit of backbone on this on this uh, yeah, he episode. Was, he, he was passionate about this one. Yeah. I guess when Ryan got to him and he felt maybe that a bit, that, of, a and, bit of guilt about yeah, how and he also, left things with his family, it fired him up a bit. Yeah, it fired him up, and also later on when he went and questioned uh, Archer's uh, decisions. And, yes, and methods, right? Yes, that was that's that basically was... leads to our best line of the show. Yeah. So when Archer, um, maybe the guys to see Archer because I think he wants to challenge maybe the captain about yeah. how he's kind of proceeding with the situation, because, how yeah. he's kind of dealing with it, and he asks to speak freely, and he kind of basically says, you know, I've got experience in this kind of thing, and I think maybe Ryan's right. You know, him. maybe we should just let them sort it out for themselves, and you know, yeah. not get involved type thing. And anyway, Archer gives him his reasons as to why they should do it, which is essentially what he later on realizes that we need to kind of deal with it now because we could set something off here that causes much more damage later on. We yeah. need to kind of show some kind of um, um, restraint at this point, yeah. and maybe maturity, later, really. maturity, yeah. and maybe later on that will, you know, um, be um, um, a good sort of tick in case they kind of come into another account but later also, on. It could be something they can leverage. Yeah. So, but uh, also because, right now, like, uh, leverage later. Archer said to him, "Just because you were not born on Earth doesn't mean that you're not human. Doesn't make you and any we less are human. guided by morals yeah. of what's right, what's wrong. We have so, these morals and these rules, and yeah. we have to kind of regardless of live and die are. by them. Yeah, yeah, we have to, you know, allow them to guide us wherever we are. So, and then so eventually he says to him, you know, yeah. any other orders of mine you'd like to question? And Mayweather says, "Not today, sir." Yeah. yeah. So Archer and Mayweather, they have the best sort of line of the show, best exchange. Um, yeah, so that was it. Two pips all round. One with a bit of a struggle, but yeah. I gave it a solid two pips. It was okay. Um, but yeah, we hopefully expect to see a lot more in the next episode. But that's our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, um, us ramble on as usual, please um, don't forget you can find all of our previous episodes over at anchor.fm. Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Google, all your usual platforms. And, and um, yeah, if they want to send us a message, Michaela, say hello, what can they do? They, If you want to leave a message, if you want to leave a comment, well, you can find us at Riser and Shine on Facebook or you can send an email to riserandshinepodcast at gmail.com. Great. And you can join us here next week where we'll be discussing Season 1 of Enterprise, Episode 11 and Cold Front. And in this one, apparently the Enterprise has a group of aliens on board watching a stellar phenomenon. And then the ship is miraculously saved from blowing up. Crewman Daniels has an important message for Archer. So, yeah. could sounds be interesting. Like sounds intriguing. Sounds, uh, yeah, sounds like a message of the week. But <laughs> well, we don't know what this important message is, so let's wait and see what that can be. Yeah. Otherwise, this is Rajan Shine with Jason and... Michaela. We're just going to chill and look at the pretty stars over here. Live long and prosper, guys.